Do you know what I use to record these podcasts? It's Anchor by Spotify. It's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Let me explain. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or a computer. It's all really, really easy. It's all really intuitive. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast on listening platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. It's everything you need to make a podcast. It's just not smart in the end, but we're going to do it anyway. The good, the bad, and the ugly of the Colts win yesterday against the Jaguars. This is Breakfast with Kent for Monday, November 15th, 2021. Brought to you by the great people at Today's Dentistry, Dr. Mike O'Neill, the best dentist that there is. Call and make an appointment today. You need an advocate for improved dental health. That perfect advocate is Dr. Mike O'Neill. I called him 28 years ago. You do the same today, 317-849-29. 3-3. Like I said, the Colts get the win, so let's talk about the good of that win. There's plenty of it. Jonathan Taylor over 100 yards again. Did you know that when he goes over 80 yards, the Colts are undefeated over the course of his career. They are 11-0. and Did you also know that over the last calendar year, the Colts are 0-7 when he doesn't reach 80 yards rushing in a game? You talk about an accurate bellwether. This is that. Another excellent start. 17-0 is a really difficult hole to climb out of, especially if you're not a very good football team. That's the Jaguars. 5-5 is now the Colts' record. They are only a half game back of the Chargers, Raiders, and Bengals for the final wild card spot. There's some bad to that, too. Wentz, this was his eighth game in 10 this season without an interception. Not that he didn't try. Not that he didn't give it a shot. Throwing it this way, throwing it left hand. What the hell is going on? We'll get to that in a minute. Also, Michael Pittman, five catches on five targets. Not a drop this entire season. In 10 games, the leading receiver for the Indianapolis Colts has yet to drop a ball. That's pretty unbelievable. Michael Pittman has been utterly terrific. Um, You know what? Zach Ballinger says, Morning Kent, Matt Taylor's play-by-play makes you want to listen to the game instead of watch. I love Matt Taylor. Matt Taylor's wonderful at what he does, a really good human being, and you can hear that. That comes out of the speakers as he does games. Um, Dio Odangbo, yesterday, he got the strip to seal the game. Kamoko Ture fell on the ball. Yesterday, in the little recap that we do, instant post-game, You know what? Immediately after that happened, I ran to the camera, started yelling about what a great play this was, and I had DeForest Buckner (laughs) with a strip. And then um, uh, Dio with the the recovery. Of course, it was Dio Dangbo with the strip, although I think DeForest Buckner really did aid. If not for the hit by Buckner, I don't think Dio gets the ball loose. And then Kamoko Ture, old number 57, fell on it. Uh, Quiddy Pay with a sack, three pressures. He was really, really good yesterday. I thought Quiddy Pay continues to show improvement week after week after week, and Odangbo does too. This looks like it's an improving defense and improving offense as well. The bad, plenty of bad, sadly. They won. Why do we have to scrape open the bad? Why do we have to pick those scabs? Because it's what we do. If we can't isolate what happened bad, If the coaches can't do that, how's anybody going to get better? That's the question. 
You don't get better unless you identify the areas in which you can get better. So let's go to work at that. Good morning, Lisa. How are you? Lisa Wolf says good morning. The schedule gets really tough. That's bad. Uh, you've got the Bills coming up this weekend in Buffalo, and then you've got the Bucks the following weekend here in Indianapolis. Both these teams lead their divisions. If you had to pick a Super Bowl kind of uh, matchup, the Bills and the Bucks not a bad one at this point. Bills in uh, in upstate New York, the weather could be messy. This could be a tough game for the uh, for the Colts. Uh, the Bills, they slammed the Jets this weekend, 45-17 after losing to the Jaguars 96 last week. I'm glad they took it out on the Jets. Maybe this week they don't take it out on the Colts. We'll see. Colts, this weekend, it's a big game. Uh, Matt Eberflus, this part of the bat. Eberflus going shell again late in the first quarter, third and 10. You looked at what the defense was doing. They had the four down linemen, and then they had the other seven deep. I told my wife, gain at 12. They're going to go just beyond the sticks, hit a little hook, boom, first down. It's a gift of a first down for Matt Eberflus schematically. It was a gain of 12. The very next play, boom, another boom. Agnew, 66-yard touchdown run where he ran away from everybody. You don't see the Colts give up that kind of run very often, and they wouldn't have given up that run if not for Eberflus going shell. Now, to Matt Eberflus's credit, that's part of the good. Later in the game, he did not do that again. He blitzed. He showed a variety of fronts. Sometimes he faked a blitz and dropped back into coverage. But that play on third and 10, where it, even Trevor Lawrence, a rookie in the NFL, could look at it and say, okay, this is what we got. And that is what they had. And that's too bad. Never accommodate an opponent. Never allow an opponent to get rhythm. That's what Eberflus did. That turned 17-0 into 17-6. And all of a sudden, the Jaguars had life. And it was utterly unnecessary. Uh, They allowed the Jags to climb back within a score. And the the Jaguars had the ball late. Not at the strip. For the strip by Odangbo. You know what, this could have been an entirely different game. Kind of like last week, you had the the interception by Okereke to seal the deal for the Colts over the Jets. You know what, without that last turnover, it's a game, right? It, there's a possibility you wind up losing that game. And that would have been utterly tragic. But that seems to be what the Colts want to do. They want to open the door and let people back into a game that they've already won. And that's a shame. Uh, Reich throwing, uh, you know what? Right, there was the about eight minutes left in the game, and they go short pass to Taylor, run to Taylor, and then a short little swing pass, kind of behind the line to to Pit, uh, not Pittman, but to Pascal. What are you doing? You don't throw it beyond the sticks once. You don't third and ten. You don't throw it beyond the sticks. I don't understand why you have a $25 million quarterback if he can't go get you a first down. Now, they did that later, and they got their first downs. But I didn't understand that series of calls, and the crowd at Lucas Oil Stadium didn't either. They booed in unison, and and they were right to. It it was stupid, frankly, what, what the Colts chose to do offensively 
at, at that point in the game. Ugly, you know what? And they had, uh, they how many five, five three and outs yesterday? That's unacceptable. Five three and outs. That's just not good. The ugly Carson Wentz. What's he doing? Like ninety five percent of Carson Wentz is just fine and all good, but he threw a shovel pass and a left handed pass yesterday. Both. That neither were intercepted were, I mean, that was just unbelievable good fortune. You can't turn the ball over. A great way to turn the ball over, as we've seen, is Carson Wentz throwing it like this or Carson Wentz throwing it like that. Left-handed, shovel pass, no go. Carson Wentz is kind of like the guy at the end of the blackjack table, right? Everybody wants the guy at the end of the blackjack table to do the right thing so the dealer gets the cards the dealer is supposed to get, right? Carson Wentz is the guy who's splitting tens against a six. And because he takes those cards, the dealer turns over a five and busts everybody with 21. You know, that that's who Carson Wentz is. I'm going to take a long shot, try to make a, a short gain, and in the process, I'm going to risk the game for the team. That's what Carson Wentz tends to do periodically, and it's not a good thing. Against a quality opponent like the Bills or the Bucks, that is not going to work. It just won't. So that's what you got. And then you've got the problem with the Colts being a half game out. Now they are, according to uh, 538.com, they have a 46% chance of making the playoffs. But here's the problem. Is that like this coming weekend, you've got the Raiders who are a half game ahead of the Colts, and the Bengals, who are a half game ahead of the Colts, playing each other. The Colts need to catch both. You're not going to catch both if one of them wins and one of them loses. You're going to catch one. If the Colts are fortunate enough to win in Buffalo, they're going to catch either the Raiders or the Browns, but the other is going to keep pace and stay ahead of, of the Colts. That's the problem with what you got right now. Um, no injuries. That's part of the good. Let's go back to the good for a second. There was more good. No injuries, according to Frank Reich. But I will bet you that when he talks to the media a little bit later today, we learn about an injury. Whether it's Quentin Nelson or Darius Leonard or whomever, those guys got dinged up a little bit. And even though they came back into the game, you know what? Their disposition for this weekend against Buffalo, I think, is going to be one of them is going to be jeopardized a little bit because of what happened yesterday. We'll see. That both came back was a really, really good thing. Uh, Pacers, Knicks, tonight in New York. Pacers on a bit of a roll. They've won two in a row. If you watched the game over the weekend at Gainbridge Fieldhouse or on Bally Sports, you saw a pretty good Pacers team beat the 76ers. 76ers are a real team in the Eastern Conference of the NBA. Pacers got over on them. T.J. McConnell was really, really good. Scored a bunch of buckets late. That has got to be infuriating to opponents where he drives underneath or kind of cuts one way or the other and throws up like a four-foot and throws it in. And everybody just stands there and watches like, hey, look at the little guy. What's he doing? What's he think he's up to? Oh, there's a bucket. Happens a lot. He scored buckets on that West Coast trip, too. T.J. McConnell, unbelievably good. Chris Duarte, 
May play tonight, may not play tonight. He's got an ankle sprain. You say he came back into the game against the 76ers. Good for him for doing that. Toughen up, you know. He did. Pacers need to toughen up. I know it's an 82-game season, but let's go. Let's find a way to get on the court. Lavert did. Brogdon did over the weekend. If they both play tonight, <clears throat> that'll be one of the few times other than Saturday night they were both on the floor together. When they're on the floor together, this is a substantial team. College basketball this week, really, really good. Wednesday night, the Gavitt games, Big East against Big Ten. You've got Michigan State coming to historic Hinkle Fieldhouse to play the Butler Bulldogs. Butler undefeated on the season. Nice win against Troy uh, this past weekend. Indiana, they got a nice win Friday night. Uh, Kind of, you know. I mean, they were going to win that game. Um, You would hope that they win a game against Northern Illinois. Northern Illinois stunk on ice. They were terrible. How they beat Washington, I have absolutely, utterly no idea whatsoever. This week, Indiana has got St. John's at Historic. This is the 50th season of basketball at Simon Scott Assembly Hall. IU football blasted by Rutgers on Saturday, 38-3. The home finale coming up this weekend against Minnesota. Minnesota, uh, you know what, Minnesota's, uh, they've lost their last two, one of them to Illinois. So maybe Indiana can get well, but it doesn't look like it. They... Without Stephen Carr and without Michael Penix, this is uh, this is an offense that frankly doesn't work, and and so you're kind of stuck with what you got if you're Indiana. Hopefully they get over the hump, and hopefully it's a beautiful day. So even if the game on the inside of Memorial Stadium isn't fun to watch, the games on the outside of Memorial Stadium going to be fun to play and fun to take part in this coming Sunday. Minnesota, by the way, minus six and a half. If you've been betting against the Hoosiers this year, giving the points, sometimes taking points, but mostly giving a uh, small number of points, you know, Indiana has been the gift that keeps giving. Financially, this is the best investment in the history of the world, betting against Indiana basketball. Um, Birthdays today. The great Steve Levine celebrating a birthday, a lovely gentleman a Camp Menominee alum, Stacy Snyder, happy birthday, Marty Moran, happy birthday, and Pam Roll, happy birthday. If today's your birthday, you celebrate like hell. If it's not your birthday, you celebrate somebody else. It's best done with an honest and specific compliment today. Inside Indiana Sports Now, we'll recap what Frank Reich has to say. We'll tell you about injuries. I'm telling you, I got a feeling. Uh, Carson Wentz's wife, is scheduled to be induced today, going to give birth to their daughter. Uh, Who knows how long labor takes? I have no idea. It could be today. It could be tomorrow. Our best thoughts with Carson Wentz. We will talk to you a little bit later today on uh, Inside Indiana Sports Now. Like I said, hit subscribe, hit like, ring the bell. Let's go. Come on.